Deep Dive Spirituality Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Brian Russell, and today I have a, a short, kind of a bonus episode. I was reflecting this morning on the relationship between centering prayer and reading scripture for deep transformation, and I, I created what I was just going to do, a video, but it ended up being sort of an extended video. It's only about 11 minutes long, but I really sense that this is something I wanted to get out to the listeners of the Deep Dive Spirituality Conversations podcast. And so what follows is probably the shortest episode I've ever posted, but I would also say it's maybe one of the best episodes I've ever posted. If you've listened to my work, or in this video, I'm going to go really deep on how centering prayer can help you read scripture for deep transformation. I want to talk about the relationship between centering prayer or contemplative prayer and reading scripture for even deeper transformation than perhaps you've experienced in the past. Now, I'm not suggesting in any way that if you want to read the Bible that you have to do centering prayer, but I want to talk for a few minutes about how it can deeply enhance your reading of the text. Because one of the biggest challenges when we come to the Bible is becoming conscious of our own biases and blocks that we all bring to the text. A simple way to identify this is a lot of times when we read scripture, as we go through it, we'll read something and it immediately pulls us out of our study and we begin to think about how this text might apply to someone else, or perhaps we build up, we feel inner tension as we hear a text kind of challenging maybe our own way of life, and it's so easy to just turn that piece off and then read quickly. Now, what Centering Prayer does is it prepares us by allowing us to move into a place of true stillness and quiet before the God who loves us. Because again, reading scripture, the Bible isn't a magic book. And, it, and regardless of one's ideas about inspiration, the Bible doesn't do anything unless we learn to ponder its message really deeply and allow the spirit to come into our lives and take the words on the printed page and actually impress them on our minds, our hearts, and our hands so that we can be Jesus's hands, feet, and mouthpieces in the world. A lot of us want to get to the mission before we've allowed the mission to get into us. And I've known through the course of my own life, I've learn to pull back. I've been teaching for a long time that before we share the gospel with someone else, the gospel has to get really deeply in us. I've always suggested that we have to be the first converts to our own reading of the text. But what I've also noticed is I can fool myself. And so what I've learned to do, and this came as a fruit of my centering prayer practice because I wasn't even aware of this until I sat in silence for a number of years is I've learned now to be not so much suspicious about what a text might say or or 
how this text might to be applied to someone else, but of what I've gotten really suspicious about, what is my own reaction to the text? You know, it's always easy to get excited when you read a text and it's like, oh yeah, I'm already living that way. But what's really interesting is what do you do when you read a text that clearly challenges the way that we ourselves live? How many of us are really willing to go there? And, and that is the key word, willing. And so one of the things that centering prayer does in contemplative practices is it, ins- it instills a new operating system in us of willingness and even curiosity. And I've noticed in those spaces where we can come open-handed, not assuming that, oh, I'm going to prove my own theology by reading the text, or I'm going to show, oh, my tribe has it right, these folks have it wrong, or oh, if only those people would be reading this passage. No, I'm willing and I'm curious enough to see what God really wants to do in my life first before even thinking about how a text might apply to someone else. Again, does the text actually call things into question in our present world? Of course. But the gospel comes to us on its way to someone else. I learned that from my mentor, Alex McManus. In the same way, the scriptures come to us on its way to someone else. So, so what does centering prayer do specifically? Well, when we sit in silence with a willingness to essentially surrender whatever comes up, what you find is that on the inside, and this is a byproduct, the goal of centering prayer is essentially just to sit in silence before the God who loves us with a desire that God might pray back into us. And we have that experience of, of union, if you will, soul to soul engagement with God outside of thoughts, outside of feelings, outside of, of, of any object, because God isn't an object. God isn't a thing. That's the goal. But one of the byproducts is that as you sit in silence long enough, you just settle on the inside. You get an inner quiet, an inner stillness as the thoughts, we let them go. We're willing to let them go. We don't suppress thoughts We don't hold on to thoughts. We don't try to remember. We just let them go. We surrender them to the Lord with our prayer, which again, as I always suggest, folks, just use Jesus. And so what that does is it it brings us into the present. And there's nothing more powerful when we're reading the text is to be fully present with the text. You can do that while you're reading. Then once you've come out of the centering prayer, you can use the same technique. When you get distracted, recenter. The second thing that Centering Prayer does is there's an inner purification. God shows us in the silence by the thoughts that come into our minds. We see hurt parts of ourselves. We see grudges. If you're familiar with the seven deadly sins or Evagrius Ponticus's eight evil thoughts, these are the things that persons who sat in silence, who surrendered everything to be with God in a life of solitude, these are the very things that came into their lives. And, you know, what am I talking about when I say those things? It's greed, um, lust, gluttony, anger, sadness, that's spiritual sadness, spiritual sloth or spiritual laziness, and then pride and vainglory. Those are evagrious as categories. Those are the inner things that 
we need to allow God to purify on our journey to love for God and love for neighbor. And so centering prayer is going to break that stuff up. And friends, when God does that work, again, and I'm not claiming that there's not work to do because there always is. These are like cyclical things. But when God does that work and really breaks those things up, it's a lot easier to come to the text and hear it, both how it calls me to continue to repent and change and go deeper, but then it also allows me to lovingly think of ways to engage the world with these texts. So that the work, so Centering Prayer does the, brings us into the present, it does a work of inner purification. It also promotes that curiosity. And when, when we read scripture, we need to learn to read for insight, not for confirmation. You know, how often do we just read the text and we're listening for the things that we agree with? So we want to listen for insight, not just agreement or confirmation of what we already believe, or otherwise we're never going to grow and we'll continue to harp externally because that's the difference, right? When we get curious, our first move with the text isn't judgment. World is the divisions in our world. Divisions within the church oftentimes are persons who are way more certain, which is, by the way, a defensive move, than they probably should be as a way of protecting themselves from actually learning something new. And that's a powerful statement, and uh, it probably needs some nuance, but just notice that. Are you more curious when you read the text? Or are you more looking for how it already agrees with your life, your way of thinking, your ideological systems, even your theology, right? We want to listen for insights, not just for agreement. And then, and then along with all these other things, Centering Prayer breaks up our blockages and makes us alert to our own blind spots. I know from my time sitting in silence, I've even... I mean, this is a joke, so don't take this literally. But I'm going to say, I feel a lot less holy. <laughs> Maybe that I am being serious about that. I feel a lot less holy than I did before I started sitting in silence. Because centering prayer, God, the Holy Spirit in that times of silence, has a really interesting way of showing you the truth about yourself. Your conflicted motivations hidden agendas, blind spots. And so I always, like, one of my prayers, and I've, I talk about this in other videos, God, help me believe the truth about myself, no matter how beautiful it is. And also, no matter how painful it may be. That's an act of grace. And so, friends, uh, if you want to get really deep into the scriptures, try a silence and solitude practice along with it. Again, this isn't a quick fix. If you've read any of my materials, these aren't quick fixes. These are playing the long game. But have the courage to sit in silence and allow God through the Spirit to come inside in that work of sanctification. And when we read Scripture from that posture, we're going to have beautiful, compelling, powerful, transformational words for ourselves from the text but also that we can share with others and allow and help others to become those people that God not created us to be, created them to be. And friends, if you're listening to this video, I know 
that that's why you follow Jesus in the first place. We're about transformation. Hope you join me in this process. If I can be of any service to you, if you have questions, I'd love to hear from you. Going to go into deeper things on all of these in my in my the books I have. Um, my latest one is called Astonished by the Word, Reading Scripture for Deep Transformation, where I really take a deep dive into what we just talked about. If you're interested in Centering Prayer, I have resources on that. And then my books, Realigning with God and Invitation, both teach the content of the entire Bible, and they also teach a method for engaging the text. But all of these things work together to open ourselves up to go a little deeper with God. Grateful for the privilege of serving you today, and I look forward, hopefully, to meeting some of you in person sometimes. Again, if I can be of any service, uh, feel free to reach out. My contact information is in the post below.